Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. GI GGS No Roderick Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? Stop in me I respect your opinion Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me But in my mind I'm better than him I do it again Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. This is episode number 16. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, Ace Podcast Nation, as you know by now. Home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff really helps us out. Click the bell for notifications so you never miss a thing like the My Story episode, which is dropping at 9 o'clock this evening uh, after this show. But uh, you can find the audio versions of this podcast and all our other podcasts at the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sport podcast network. You can find this show and all the others. Everything produced by Ace Podcast Nation is there. 
Um, so no super six soccer six super six soccer six super six this week uh, this week because the games were all cancelled. Um, but really, just wanted to say uh, a big thank you to everyone who's taken part. I think it's ninety-two people in total um, raising. Let's have a look with the the final figure. So ninety-two people have joined the league uh, this season. Raised a fantastic eight hundred and sixteen pound, which is split equally between. Maggie Center and the Mind Mental Health Charity, which is at the end of the day what it's all about. But um, the next round is open on Boxing Day at three o'clock. And um, get involved, get your predictions in. Don't forget, like uh, I got, I cannot forget anymore because I've got to keep my twenty-point lead, my cut, my comfort blanket over Rodri there. Got to keep it going. But uh, as as usual, I'm joined by uh, my co-host. Ex Salford City winger manager, Mr. Rodri Giggs. Welcome, buddy. How are you? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm good. Yes, mate. Yeah, I'm all, it's all good, mate. I am. Um, yeah, got I got it. I cannot forget to do uh, my soccer six predictions these days because I got to keep that twenty point cushion. Just got to keep it nice and keeps me secure. But it's funny, right? Because people won't know this, but like I think it was about four weeks ago. You used to text me about 20 to 3 on a Saturday and say, you done your predictions? And then the one week I hadn't and you reminded me and I think it was the week I scored like 12 or 13 points or something. And then, and then ever since, you 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 messaged me like 20 minutes after the games have kicked <laughs> off. Just, you know, see, this is very competitive. Really. Just try, just literally, just like, just to make sure. But I've been good because I, yeah, I want to keep that that cushion, mate. Got to keep that cushion. Yeah, we need it. Got a five week start. I know, and I, well, that's it. Five weeks, twenty. You seem to forget to start that. Start that with that. Got to add it in, mate. I will add it in at some point. It's just I got to make people believe that I'm twenty points more knowledgeable, <laughs> more knowledgeable. But it's fine because they soon once they hear my opinions on football, they realise there must be something going awry. Something going awry with it, but um, how are you, mates? Yeah, I'm all good. So we're uh, we're settled into our, our Thursday time slot now, and uh, this is the day is going to be on now going forward. Thursday, seven thirty. So make sure you put it in your diary and all that good stuff. Click the bell for notifications. You'll never I'm miss not, it. Not, not, I'm not rushing about at all on a Thursday, Friday. The nightmare that I'm it's madness. Well, most weeks on a Friday, like. You're texting me saying I'm stuck in traffic. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. So at least that takes that pressure. The little, away, one, does, the little one does football at Old Trafford at five till six. Then I've got to drop him off at Salford, and I've got to get back to Bolton. So it's yeah, it's the traffic's all right. It's no problem. But the traffic, I got minging pushing it. Yeah, you got no chance then, have you? Well, that's what it's back, about, mate. I can have a nice cup of tea, you know, Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want to be doing, though, isn't it? You want to relax before you uh, you go into it, mate. And um, look, there's loads, loads, loads to talk about. Um, but you're a United fan, so I wanted to put this question. I saw someone had uh, put this question on social media earlier, um, and they said, if you can only sign one uh, for United, which one would you sign? And it was Jude Bellingham, Declan Rice, or Calvin Phillips. Which one would you have, and why? Jude Bellingham, because he is a Rolls Royce of the midfield. He can he can do both. He can defend. He can go forward, and he's he can control the game. He's young. He's tall. He's strong. He's powerful. He's quick. Do you want me to carry on? 
Yeah. No, I yeah, I see what they made. See, I I'm interested by that because I think Jude Bellingham, I was surprised when he didn't go to United because I thought he was the perfect fit for what they need, what they like to sign. Like everything seemed to fit for him, for the club. And I was surprised when he didn't go there. However, when I look at that list and I look at the United squad as it is today, so you know, not including anyone they may or may not have signed. Declan Rice as well. I won't, won't, be, won't be too upset with Declan Rice. Kelvin Phillips? No, no, no. Look at where Leeds are. I know he's not he's not playing at the minute, but you know, they're still well, down there. I look at their, I look at all their injury records as well. De, uh, Calvin Phillips is the one who's picked up a couple of injuries over his career. And that's, like, because, I that's, would... because, and that's because he plays at a lot of minutes and probably yes. plays too much, doesn't have a rest, and then runs himself into the ground. Yeah, they have. Well, they haven't got the depth that they at Leeds. So they no. were, those players like him, who are the, their top players, they, they've you know they're really really reliant on them, and I can't understand that. But I think Declan Rice is a great fit for United as well. I got to say because mm. I just look at it, he he's one he's phenomenal uh, physical holding midfielder exactly. But he can pass, he can go do a bit going forward as well. But he can also sit there in front of the defense and do everything they need. He's got that physicality, and also he can play in defence in the emergency as well, and a bit further I think, forward. I think you might find that he'll pull out someone from Europe that you don't I know think about, so well. and that, that he's identified and thought, you know, he's a good player, but he's just out of our reach, but not out of the reach of Man United. So look for something, someone that he's seen, identified around Europe that you probably haven't even heard of, and he'll come in, and he'll be what we need. So you just have to wait and see. Because then we're talking about selling him now is what 60, 70, 80 million. Same with Declan Rice. So, see you know, if you can pick so, him up for 20, 25 million in, in somewhere in Europe, then why would you not do that? Yeah, I agree. I think um, I saw an article yesterday saying that basically Ollie's shopping list for January and this summer, they're still going to work off that. But um, I think it's widely expected that Declan Rice is on that list and i actually think that uh raniak will buy like you say a holding midfielder i think he'll bring someone in from the bundesliga most likely or from france i wouldn't be surprised to see bellingham come in in the summer because i think pogba is going to be off and i think most united fans would take pogba going and bellingham coming in basically and i think that's um would you be happy with that if you lost Pogba but you had Bellingham in as the replacement? Oh, I'd be out over the moon, be ecstatic. Just from an attitude point of view and work rate point of view, yeah, like it's know, an improvement, it's, isn't it? It's time, you know, it's probably time to move on now from Paul Pogba. How long have you been there now? Like five, six well, years. Well, he said it's five, six years, probably, isn't it? Yeah, I think so... he did five in a one year extension, I, whatever. He, but yes, like... he had sprinkles of, of quality, and yes, we know he's a world class player, but. To be a world-class player at Man United, you need to be consistent, and he's just not been consistent enough. Yes, the supporting cast around him hasn't been too great, but you still should show your qualities with the, with the qualities he's, he possesses, and he's just not done that on a consistent basis. So, yes, Jude coming in would, would be definitely, uh, definitely. With, with the knowledge that Pogba's contract runs out in the summer, would you sell him in January if possible for like thirty million? Yeah. Yes, if you could, he's gonna go anyway. Just get, just put it, put it in, in into your hands, and just, yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm yeah, sure, like the, the likes of Barca, Madrid, 
PSG. Um, PSG, they'd pay 30 million to have Pogba and not have to deal with the the free contract aspect of it. I'm sure Raiola will be, you know, he'll be pushing for a for a free transfer. But I'm pretty sure they're going to hold out. They, they, you know, they're not staff them and people and, you know. Yeah, it's pointless to going in January unless it's. You're going to get more money. So why would you not wait six months? Yeah, that's it. And Unless I you want to play football, but, you know. He's probably going to play football, anyway. Football, football he? looks like he, you know, he can play football. I can do other stuff as well. Yeah, and I guess if he's fit, he'll play for United in some form, even if it's you know, um, now and again off the bench. That, dep- depending that, depends, on if it... that depends, mate. If, if he comes in and, and, and doesn't put a, a shift, I'm pretty sure he would do. But, you know, you'd probably see the best of him then. So who knows what what you come in? You come in and he, and he buys buys in what what the managers, the coaching and, and instructs him to do, and he buys into it and he works hard. But just, I just you know I just can't see it. Yeah, I think the only reason I would contemplate selling him in January is because he goes for free in the summer, and I think ultimately, like if he had one year left on his contract, you could go to Dortmund or you could go to whoever. And you can use him as part of a swap deal or as bait or a bargain. No, no, but if, if the player doesn't want to go, mate, he doesn't have to, he, you know, he doesn't. No, no, I know that. But like just generally, well, you know, with whoever, isn't it? Mbappe, there's loads of footballers yeah. who are going to be it's moving around be right, in the If summer. it's the right move, then I'm pretty sure it would do. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's time to move on from Paul Blaser now. Yeah, he just hasn't quite done it. It's a shame in some ways because there's been certain games where he's been showing yeah, special price tag as well you know i'm pretty sure if, if it was um the shoe was on the other foot over the other end of the city you know a jack Grealish, 100 million he's not performed to, to the capabilities that he's performed to no at the minute so and he's not getting that much thing yes he's getting sick because you know it's dodgy dress then but i'm staying <laughs> out i'm a good night but you know it's it, it needed probably agree with you he, he struggled at the minute but you know, I think I've seen an interview. But he knows that he's not daft, and he can only get better. And he scored on the weekend. I mean, the week before. So just make it seven nil, and then they've got a good win on the weekend. And only play because that was his own fault because of his, his late night antics. But you know, he, yeah, he just can't fall into that trap again. He's got he's got out of that trap where he was he was you know falling about as a drunk and stuff. You, you can do that, but you know. Be smart, hmm. is it? I think um, I watched a, a video yesterday come up on my Facebook. It was Marcus, every Marcus Rashford goal for United since he broke on the scene and um, up to like the end of last year. And you know, the season where he was on fire, I think it was Ollie's first season where Rashford just was scoring week after week after week after week after week. Um, I noticed that Pogba was highly involved in a lot of those goals. But he wasn't always playing the final pass, so he didn't get the assists. But he was actually really influential in uh, Marcus Rashford's good run of form. So, like, he has done it, but just not. You have sometimes, mate, you have, you have good rapport with certain players. You know, it, yeah. just, it just clicks, it just happens. You know, they're not really growing up together playing, and it just something just clicks. You know, Paul Pogba is one of them that likes to put his, his head up early and play the ball forward and Marcus Ratford likes to, to to get in behind and he does early runs. So if Paul Fogger sees it, he knows the ball's gonna be delivered. Where other players, 
where Fred gets it, McTominay, Rashford is going to make the same run, thinking it's the ball going to get there. So it's the quality of players as well. So you know, if you make the run, it's going to it's going to be there. So and, and more often than not, Marcus Rashford makes the run, and, and Paul Pogba directly or indirectly, you know, assists him. So you just have a good rapport with players, and they've obviously got a good rapport with each other. Who do you think? Or what club do you think is the best move for Paul Pogba? So he runs down his contract, free transfer in uh, in the summer. What club do you think he will flourish at the most? Um, I think where 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 he seems to be happy. I don't I don't agree with sometimes going back to to the, the club because it doesn't necessarily work. But I think he he'd be happy at Juventus. He'd be happy at PSG. You know, Barcelona is an option if it's a free transfer. I think so, with Barca, the issue is where will they be because they are in all sorts of trouble. They just paid fifty-five million euros for someone, so they're not getting. I know it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I don't know where how that works. So, yeah, I think so, like yeah, Reese said in the a, chat, that's going to be a very good move for him, mate. Very good. Yeah, like Reese said in the chat, there the slower tempo of Italy probably helped him when he was playing in the as part of the three, and I think. Yeah. Yeah, like Juventus, I think PSG would be quite a good move for him as well. PSG, but then, I think PSG, Barca, and oh, Real Madrid as well. They'll be after him. Yeah, everyone will want him, mate. And like, he's going to yeah, get paid no, no. no matter what. A <laughs> uh, couple of questions, early doors, mate. Um, so Craig says, should the Premier League return to using five subs, subs again, like the big clubs are asking, would it help with players returning from isolation and injury and things like this? Um. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, it gives gives a chance to younger players to get on the bench and, and to, to get their experience. So, yeah, it can, it can't do any harm. It, it can only do good. So, yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd weigh it up. Yeah. And the other question was: Reese's mum says, "Do you think the COVID vaccines?" have caused or have anything to do with so many players uh, and athletes around the world collapsing. We touched on this a little bit last week, didn't we? Um, yeah, well, well, you've got to look at it. Look at it. From, two years, from two years on, how many times did people just collapse? Yeah. Two years before, say, go two years from today and look in the past how many players just, yeah, just, you could probably count them on one hand, couldn't you? Like yeah, where in the last two years, been hundreds. Yeah, all around the world, different sports, American football. Now, no, I'm not going to say it, it. It's the vaccine, but it, you know. I saw. I see a lot of people saying it. You know, they could be that they had COVID before, and it's a. It's like a. It's an after effect of actually having COVID, that then they're possibly, pushing their body to the possibly. limits and all this sort of stuff. But possibly they might be, you know, fit young lads who think they can run it off and they haven't rest yeah. properly and it's still on the lungs or whatever. I don't know how it does, what it does, but possibly. And I think that could be for me, it. mate, it, it, needs, it, it needs investigating and, and, and looking into because it's got something to do with like the cold and the vaccine. Because it, it's like Whoa. I say, two years, two years on before this wasn't happening. I can remember it's probably happening once or twice. Happening every week. I think for me, whether it's got something to do with COVID or COVID vaccines or whatever it may be, there's something going on around the world with professional athletes 
and amateur athletes at a high level, like college, American football and stuff. Like there's something going on around the world where athletes are collapsing for whatever reason with various issues, it, breathing it, issues, blah, blah, blah. So it's got to be talked about, haven't it? You can't just ignore yeah, it and say conspiracy theories. Like something's going on. Yeah, some of these sports are pushed the, are pushed the limits now, all this science and data and all these all these uh, gels and, and stuff that are taken before games. You no know, Red Bull. I was never a big fan of Red Bull. And if you no. can't run about or get you no know, get or Lucas Aid or any of that crap before a game. I'm <laughs> it's a football game. Yeah. I, I don't need no drink to get me up for so, so yeah, so I think I'm never really a big fan of them Red Bulls or but that could be a factor as well. Because these players are down in Energy Red Bulls. Energy drinks, mate. You yeah. watch you watch like footballers That's when you see them and like walking out the grounds uh, on Instagram, they've all got a brand deal with certain um, energy drinks and stuff. I've never understood why football clubs, there was a period a few years back where they used to dish out LucasAid, like on the sidelines. Like I've never understood that because yeah. like everybody who's been to school knows that the best thing is water, like rehydrate your body and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's, well, you it's, can put water and put, you know, stuff, little bits of... Supplements and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. There's loads of stuff they, they use. And they probably drinks. They, they, they do not. use it because it's Lucasade drinks and Red Bulls. Yeah. And it's, Bad for you, mate. I know a few people who um, drink, like, with those energy drinks, they get proper, like, heart palpitations and stuff like that. It's mental, mate. I, I don't drink it myself, but, like, my missus used to like them, and she's... um. She, uh, you know, she, she, she stopped drinking them because she, they made her feel unwell. It's, um, it is where it is. I see that, then. Big yeah, Alan never Jones. Been, never been a fan. Never really liked Red Bull. Never really liked Lucas Aid. I would yeah. drink now and again, but I don't really like. But you know, I get it. Probably a complaint golf because they sell it at the golf, but that's a black currant. I won't get it orange one. But um, yeah, it's not never, never before a football game though. The big man's in. He says, um, "He says, nice t-shirt, Rod. Funny enough, I got the same one on. Yeah, it didn't didn't know it was mine, though, did he? No, didn't know it was mine. Yeah, it's shocking. Mine, 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 mine. Yeah, disgraceful, disgraceful. No, I said, um, look, and this is my thing, right? It's like, it was, it's, it's, it's happening. It's a fact that all these athletes around the world in different sports, different places in the world, are collapsing." And they have done a lot of them in the last couple of years. So people need to look into that and discuss it and find out what the reasons are behind it. Is it just that like professional athletes are pushing themselves so close to the limit that their bodies are just giving out? But we won't know that if people, you know, if it's not looked into. But what I hate is when you someone will say, Oh, you know, what's going on with that? And then the, the automatic thing is a load of people go, Oh, conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. And it's like well, you know, just it's happening. Like, so let's talk about it and work out why it's happening. Because, you know, no one wants to see like those scenes like we saw with Christian Eriksen in the Euros. That was really distressing to see on TV. And like, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see, you know, what happened to like Mark Vivian Foe and um, and Fabrice Muamba and all these footballers over the years. But they were like sporadically spread out like 10 years apart almost like you're talking all of these play athletes in the last probably two years so it's it's it's, uh, it's it's a difficult one mate but 
something which needs to be examined. Um, definitely, definitely looking And then you've got like Aguero's retired, had no issues. I know he think he had a heart problem as a kid, but like he's had no issues throughout his career. And then all of a sudden, as obviously had to retire, I don't think he was planning to retire because he's just moved to Barcelona. So, yeah, you don't move to Barcelona. Thirty-three. No, yeah, and that's it's uh, it's difficult, and it's but hopefully someone yeah, like with more. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. So we're going to talk about the the Christmas program a bit later on. What's left of it? Because um, you've had Liverpool Leeds, Watford Wolves postponed because of COVID cases. So there's already a few games dropping. You got to get that, mate. Um, I think the Cardiff game is off on Boxing Day. Um, is it? Yeah. There's, um, well, they banned, they banned their fans down in Wales, haven't they? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, so Swansea... I was going to come, but I'm not going to come down there. So Swansea fans, they can't... Um, they're going to travel to Millwall to watch Millwall away. They'll watch Swansea away at Millwall. And then two days later, they can't watch Swansea in Swansea. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, you think of it like that, yeah, absolute crazy, yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, absolute ridiculous. I can't even begin to get started on Mark Drakeford and all that laugh. It's uh, frustrated, frustrating. Um, so at the moment, just the two Premier League games are off, so we'll have a little look at the championship and the Premier League games. But in the championship, there's one, two, three, four, five, six games off already, or the Swansea games now off as well, so they will be going to Millwall. Um, but yeah, so we'll have a look at those later. But um, what I wanted to kind of talk about, mate, is obviously next week, well, hopefully we're going to be talking about the football, which has been on Boxing Day and that. So today, as the last day, last show before Christmas, I wanted to look back at the at the footballing year of 2021 and um, pick out some of our favourite moments. So I said, like, I think I said to you, top three or top five moments. But... Um, Starting, we'll end with like your favourite, if you like, or your best. Yeah. So, sort of, what would be your your fifth, say, or your third? Third what? Just moments of the year we're going with in football. Like, if you had to pick out sort of five five moments that stick out over twenty twenty one. Third moment. For whatever reason, really, it could be a game, could be a goal, could be a a cup winning performance, could be anything, could be the Euros, could be um, like I uh, I got to say I really for me, Italy winning the Euros was up there. Like once Wales were done, I really did enjoy watching. I just enjoyed because you wanted Italy winning now because they beat England. I don't know. Or a bit of both. Bit of both, probably. But I mean, even before they were playing England, I, I, I fancied them, and I just I, historically, I you know, I like India, uh, India, um, Italy. I just remember watching um, that Paolo Maldini celebration when I was little, where he just runs off into the corner like this, iconic, isn't it? and they mm. haven't had the success that they had when I was younger. So to seeing them win the Euros was big for me. I really enjoyed that. That was one of my favourite moments of the year, without a doubt. Um, what about you? Anything spring to mind off the bat? Probably, probably Wales doing so well in um, 
after doing so well in the singing and and then I'm the difficult group and you know still leaving it in their own hands. So well, with the World Cup group you're in. The World Cup, yeah. Yeah, that's been a big thing. And on that note, um, on Christmas Day, there's a, a little video to about 25 minutes of me and Rodri talking about the uh, the World Cup and World Cup uh, in Qatar and just having a little sort of preview of that and stuff. So that's out on Christmas Day. Instead of the Queen's speech, watch that. But um, if you want to watch the full show of that, you'll have to sign up to patreon.com slash Nation. But... Um, the, yeah, I think that that Wales group, the group was so difficult, wasn't it? And it just, we we talked about it straight after the Euros. It was going to be difficult to, to to get there. And I think when you look at some of the teams we could have got in the playoffs to get Scotland, yes, it's going to be a very difficult game, but it's in Cardiff. So it's like, it's about as good as it was going to get. So I think that's quite a pleasant, uh, a nice moment. Um, Wales, I thought, look, in the Euros, we didn't achieve the success of Euro 2016 and we didn't quite get the the same run going and stuff like that. But also, I think under the circumstances, I thought we did all right. Like, we didn't do amazing. We didn't do terrible. We did all right. I, I thought I mean, we did really, really well because to get to the semi-final would be a, a stretch again because, you know, the... the the, the time when we got that was kind of like an unknown quantity, but now, you know, the teams are, are ready. They know if they don't perform, you know, they, they're going to, they can turn you over. And, you know, it just didn't happen for them uh, this time around. But they got out of the group and they give a good account of themselves. It was a good game. Who did they get beat from? Was it Austria? Who did he get beat off in there? Yeah, I think it was Austria, wasn't it? It knocked us out, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was Because we beat game. Turkey, didn't we? Beat and Turkey, then we, yeah. Uh... Yeah, look, I think there's loads of things you could pull out negative-wise, like some of Page's substitutions and maybe some of the squads and stuff. But ultimately, he was going into that tournament under a lot of pressure from things out of his control, and I thought he did a pretty good job. We didn't play our best, but we also got out of the group. And I think most Wales fans before Euro 2016 just wanted to get out of the group before Euro 2021 or 2020, as it was supposed to be. Like, just if you get out of the group, you're happy beforehand. And of course, once you see the other teams playing and things and you you start thinking, oh, if we played them, we could beat them. I think, I do think probably seven or eight times out of ten, a full strength Wales team probably beats Austria. Uh, Denmark, it was knocked us out, wasn't it? Denmark, um, yeah. Denmark, even did Denmark. Really well, but Denmark did yes. really well, but they, they, they got better and better as the time went on, didn't they? Yeah, and I think it's not like a, a top five moment in terms of like, um, like, oh, that's amazing, obviously, but something which sticks out from, no, from no, the that's Euros. Why it's, that's why it's free. Number one would be, you know, the manager getting sacked, obviously. So, yeah. yeah. I think... Um, but like, also, I think like the Christian Eriksen thing in the Euros sticks out for me. It's not like a you know an amazing moment in the year, of course, but it is something which you remember, and I think everyone kind of remembers seeing it. And everyone was critical of the we were critical on our shows that we did after it, like of the TV cameras and and all this sort of stuff. And you know, thankfully, 
like he's training with his old um like youth side and stuff and he's seems to be recovering not from a football point of view but just from a yeah human being point of view do you know what i mean like the man yeah. seems to be seems to be getting there apparently he still wants to go on and play i think in certain, is, certain leagues he can play in but certain leagues he can't well, he wasn't get permission to play. Do you mean? Yeah, no. In Italy, I was, I was, uh, I was reading the other day for some reason because he's had something sticky as a pacemaker or something like that. Then he can't play in Italian league, but he can play in a different one. Oh, that's interesting. Because Day, who does Daily Blind to play for now? He's going back to Ajax, isn't he? Because he's got um, yeah. one of those mini defibrillator things as well. But I mean, Italy have had a few players um, over the years who've had like collapsed on the field and stuff for different reasons. But so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got some sort of rule, which means that, um, you know, you can't do it. I think um, well, another thing which sticks out for me is Tottenham beating Man United 6-1 because for so many years, United have been that team. Uh, United-Tottenham games, they've always been high scoring, but United have always had the better of Tottenham, always, as I, as long as I can remember. Like, there was well, one year when, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, like well, there was one there one there was one year where you know, Tottenham were like four 0 up or three 0 up at half time and they still lost like four three or whatever. Like United had the, the upper hand for so five, long. Five five three five three. Is it five three? One? Five three, yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. But like yeah. it was just Tottenham just could even with like a you know, a, a few goals head start couldn't see him off. Um so that was a like a massive one, I think, that which sticks out. That probably the last time Harry Kane put a shift in as well, mind. But you know, <laughs> Bag did two goals, didn't he? Song as well. Um, but it's you know like Aston Villa stuck seven on Liverpool, didn't they? At one point. Um, yeah. What about uh, the protest? Was that this year? Like this calendar year when uh, yeah, was, yeah. the Old Trafford protest? Yeah, it was. Against Liverpool, yeah, yeah, like that sticks out for me because well, well, that was, was um, the, the Super League would stick out if anything. If you think yeah, yes, it. the Super League. Sorry, the the, the, the Super League farce, mate. When they over, yeah. It, yeah. it came the and it the was gone. From the billionaires. Yeah, and it was gone in it like forty eight hours. It was done. Promptly. Not quick enough, mind. But it'll be back, mate. It'll be back. Um, no, he's got no chance. That he's got no chance. Ah, no relegation. No relegation. That's how they play it over there. We don't do that over there. This relegation is, is part of the drama as well. It's all part. part so what's of that it. in the MLS? And um, no MLS, NFL, NBA. They all do it. Well, they there's no relegation. They playoff system, don't they? No so, one gets relegated. No one gets. It's the same team. All right. And so the there's worst, just one the worst team, and the worst team get the, the, the early draft and the best players from college. That's how it works. So there's no, but there's only one league then. I take it in there. Well, NFL, things, yeah, so. but there's 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 it's all different leagues for different conferences. But there's only four teams in each league, and that league stays the same every year. It doesn't change. No one gets relegated. No one gets... See, it's to me that takes away the sporting aspect of it. And I know, like the playoffs and stuff, are massive in America. Well, it's different over there because you know they've only got thirty-two. I think there's thirty-two now. Where you know football league is ninety two clubs, ninety one clubs. So and you've got some big national nation league teams as well. 
So yeah. Yeah. a bit mad though, isn't it? America, the size of America, they've only got thirty-two teams or whatever it is. Like it's crazy that is, mate. Isn't it? You go drop yeah. a pin on Manchester, and there's like t- ten teams within a few miles of each other, isn't it? Yeah, Bolton, Bolton Oldham, Rochdale, City, United, uh, FC United, Salford City. County. Salford City, FC United, there's mine. Then you've got the outskirts around the outskirts, you've got Tramnay, you've got Accrington Stanley, you've got Burnley, which is around the corner, Berry as well in this very out. So yeah, you've got a few. Yeah, um, it's a weird one as well, isn't it? Like obviously at the start of this year, was it when Christmas last year, there was no fans in stadiums and there's talk of that returning now. And obviously in Wales, there is no fans in the stadiums at the moment if there's games on. Like, I didn't think we'd be in the same position or going back to that position a year later. Did you? Well, the, the, the pandemic has obviously not worked. So that, I don't know. Yeah, conspiracy theorists, too. Like you, conspiracy theorists. No, I don't, I don't know. It's just... Didn't I don't think we'd be going back. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch any of this news anymore. It's just, you know, no, me neither. Yeah, it's just... Um, I find it depressing, just, uh, mate. Yeah, just try and be wary. Try and, you know, and just, you know, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. There but, you are. My, officially, I have not got the worst geography within the show. Donna says, I never knew Atkinson Stanley was in Manchester. I thought it was in Liverpool. There we go. No, it's, it's not in Manchester. Atkinson Stanley is um, it's probably it's like on the Burnley. Skirts, isn't it? It's near Burnley, so it's about 15, 20 minutes away. No, but it's, it's the other way to Liverpool. She's, she's thinking of the old Ian Ross. Atkinson Stanley, you were there. She's thinking of the Exactly. Yeah. Ian Ross drinking his milk. Yeah, but that's um, no, Atkinson Stanley's near Burnley. Freezing, freezing. Point. Who was, who was better for you, Ian Rush or Mark Hughes? Who would you take in their peak at their peak? Ooh, and you could only have one of them. You that's a difficult question, Matt. I think it's a phenomenally very difficult question. Um, it depends what team you've got. To, to be honest, it depends what team you've got. If you've got one where you, you want somebody who's going to be running behind, you're going to be scoring a lot of goals than Ian Rush but if you want someone who's going to hold it up and score hold it up and get in behind and do you know probably might use it depends what kind of team you've got because they're Sparky, both massively underrated yeah. footballer Matt Hughes was a, was a good goal scorer but Matt Hughes was a goal scorer of great goals Ian Rush was just a goal scorer yeah and and Matt Hughes, you know what yeah, I think Ian Rush doesn't get goal credit great goals like volley's goals or his goal oh, in the final. Goals, you think about that goal in the final where he just pinged it along the floor. It's so hard to do that when you're running on the side and then you're just trying to ping it, but he's like daisy cut Outside it. of his right foot as well, isn't it? It, it? It's not really outside the foot because it's gone straight. It's like he's pinged it and daisy cut it, but he's running at the side to do it. You don't, you don't know how difficult that is. Under pressure, in a final, you know, Great goal, great goal, and Sparky scored. Oh, because there's so many great goals he scored, so many great goals. But Ian Rush was a good goal scorer as well, but he wasn't a goal scorer of great goals. Sparky, yeah, Ian Rush was a he's a poacher, mate. One of he's um, yeah, 
Well, yeah, but two out of three, two out of three of Matt Hughes' goals were all bicycle kicks. Know, yeah, bicycle kicks, volleys, you know, just great goals. He was um, when I was younger, like he, when I'd practice volleys and stuff. He to me, he was like the king of the volley, like because he you'd never see him. You'd never see him slice a volley or like miss no. kick it, or it was no. always like he did it perfect, just know. ping it. Um, some people just have that post goals when you knew he was outside the box, you knew he was going to be scoring, or he was going to be working the keeper. He never missed the target, never. The Welsh Gary Lineker. There we go. Don't know if that's a compliment oh, he's, or not. He was better playing Gary Lineker. Yeah, I think. The, do you know the other thing as well? Like um, Leicester winning the FA Cup. I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Villarreal beating United in the final. That was an upset. That was a big upset because I think everyone thought once they got to the final, they yeah. everyone assumed that they beat Villarreal. Yellow kit. But you know, even when it went to penalties, you still expected Mm. United to win, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah, Messi leaving Barcelona has got to be up there, mate. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah, that's up there. And then playing against them. Yeah, Ronaldo to United. United. You know, coming back home when it all started. You know, so it's been a lot when you when you when you delve into it. Like Messi, it was mad to me. Was the other week when we said when we were looking at the Champions League games, and you had Messi and uh, Ramos lining up against uh, Real Madrid or well, who know who was it? Yeah, it was Real Madrid, wasn't it? PSG played yeah. in the uh, in no, the Champions League. No, no they played Barca. Sorry, not come up, not come up yet, has it? All oh, right, we when were we talking about it? Oh, we were talking about it when the yeah, draw came out. Was it? It's My mistake. Fixture, sorry, yeah. next got fixture. you. On, yeah, guys. so that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy, that isn't it? Seeing Ramos yeah. and Messi together against them is yeah. um that drink Messi drink Ramos oh no no that's Ramos is on Messi's side, isn't it? But do you think uh, if if uh, like so who's it? Is it Barcelona? Well, Ramos, Ramos is a winner, so it'll be, it'll be the same antics, just a different team. Yeah, he'd be backing Messi up, wouldn't he, when um, when they start like yep. giving yep. Messi a bit of physical Yeah, he'll know who can wind up and who he can, you know, need on. But they'll know him as well, so... Saw so Ronaldo yeah, do it to Rooney in a World Cup, mate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, they did it... He, it's funny, you, when you look back at that, people slated Ronaldo, obviously, for it and all that. But, like, he, he got Rooney sent off because that was kind of, like, his thing to do, wasn't it? But that season, the following season after that World Cup, them two together were absolutely unplayable. And Just, Seven as well. Yeah, well, they had a, a phenomenal them forward line, didn't they? Yeah. They were unstoppable. Like, Te- yeah, Tevez and Rooney put pressing from the front as well. Yeah, they unstoppable. Just unbelievable. Just two, just two rats just chasing you, but absolute world-class on the ball, you know, in yeah. all aspects. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good team, that one. Then you had Berbatov yeah. on the bench. who would come on to mix it up. Crazy. So, Maybe Berbatov. Proper underrated footballer mind as well in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, really good, really good player. I, really, I think he's. I thought he was so talented, and I think it's a shame in some ways that he didn't get his big move to like a big, big club until he was sort of in his twilight years. All right, yeah, yeah. No, because he's like, a good 
he was I think he was so good. It would have been nice for him to get that move when he was in his peak. Like, don't get me wrong, he did all right, but do you know what I mean? Like, if he had been able to play that for a Champions League team like United or whoever at his absolute peak, because I always used to remind me of Cantona, just the way he used to swagger about, like, his like Reese has just said there in the chat, Berbatov's first touch was just. It was immense, like a thing of beauty. Every time, just kill a ball dead. Who's the best uh, best first touch you've ever seen on a consistent basis? Best first touch? Because mm. I've seen people like Rashford have touches which are out of this world as first no, touch. No, no, but then the no, next best... uh, next week, he can't control a bloody yeah, best touch. two-yard pass. There's a, there's a few. There's a few. Berbatov, the touch was brilliant. Mark Hughes, you, you'd never get the ball off him. His touch. Paul Scholes, his first touch was always, his first touch was where I can touch it into a space where he can deliver a pass or... But, Messi, um, got to be up there. But, but, but who was going to say it was someone else? But, um, I think um, Messi's got to be in with a shout. He's got to be in that conversation at least. His first touch is pretty immense. Like... Because he's learned over the years from a kid being a kid. Oh, oh that's the best. The best. The best one I've ever seen at Old Trafford was was Zinedine Zidane at Juventus. Yeah. The game, a full ninety minutes, and he did not give the ball away. It was just an absolute masterclass. And yes, Zinedine Zidane was the best I've seen. Yeah, I think it's difficult to argue with that. It was like I was just like watching that. Just like, I always thought Van Persie gliding across, that. just gliding across the grass. Both feet, six foot odd, big, Special. tall. It wasn't rapid, but could still run. And he's just, just silky. Just, it was just, yeah, it was, you just have to watch him to, to see it. He's just, what's the word? All right, then. Okay. So here's another question for you, then, mate. You can only have one absolute at their peak Zidane or Paul Scholes. Which one you have in your team? Whoa. Oh. Loving these questions now. No, Off the cuff. That's a difficult question. That's a difficult question as well. I'd it's so hard, isn't Paul, it? I'd probably take Paul Scholes. See, that's mad, isn't it? Like we all know how Zidane is like one of the best ever, but I I do believe Paul Scholes is one of the best midfielders ever either as well. And I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. And people forget Paul Scholes is a, a goal scoring midfielder late in the box. Yeah, he's got loads of and goals. Then, then, and then just switch to a, a quarterback pinging it 80, 60, 70 yards right in your, in your path wherever you are on the pitch control the game you know one minute he's there one minute he's not you can't keep it his first touch so literally as soon as you know where he is the ball's played to him touch by the time you looked around his first touch is immaculate Bing! and then he's off again and then he's off again this is why in the stories like five six sides in training the door you want to be on Paul Stoll inside you never get beat Interesting, and the chat is divided. So Reese says different players for me. Zidane was a great box-to-box man. Scholes was a great uh, deep line playmaker for me. R- Will yeah, says no. But I'm saying, like I said, though, Paul Scholes wasn't always that player. Paul Scholes no. was twenty goal a season, late in the box, scoring goals, and then halfway through the season he switched. Yeah, and gone Will to, like, says the best uh, in the, in the league. Yeah. Will says it's not even a debate. Zidane all the way. Donna says Paul Scholes for me. Craig says 
Paul Scholes for United, not Paul Scholes for England. Cade says Paul Scholes' goal against Bradford was a rocket. So slightly more people said Zidane, uh, more people have gone for Scholes than Zidane, but the few who've gone for Zidane have been quite uh, adamant that it's not even a, a comparison. So that's that's kind of I interesting. Think, I think I think you you find it is because when the great man saying to him, you know, there's players that, that he admired and Paul Scholes is one of them, and that yeah. tells you everything. He didn't say that um, about everyone. He said it probably about one or two players, and Paul Scholes is one of them. Reese says he hates to say it, but one of the greatest passers of the game is David Beckham. There was a video thing before a highlight reel of an AC Milan game, and honestly, he dictated the game. Very rarely did you see David Beckham misplace. Well, a David pass. Beckham was a was a central midfielder. It's just the only, it's just the world class of him. He could play on the right midfield, and he had a cross, the best cross in the, in the ball. It's just unfortunate. He had Brian Robson, Roy Keane, Paulin, Nicky Butt. We were all better midfielders. So, yes, he played there. And he played there a few times. Played there against Tottenham. He scored a goal. He played there in the Champions League final when we had when we had injuries. It was him and Nicky Butt. Arky on the right. Blomkis on the left. So, he played there in big games as well. So, he can play there. And he was just as good as Paul Scholes for me, passing. He, he was just as, just as good. He would have a different flight, though, than Paul Scholes. He could ping it a different. It was just you just had to watch it. Uh, if you watch him over the years, you, you just you, you see it. It, it. Bex could ping it at like a twenty yard, and it's goals. Where goals is more goals is more well both on a sixpence, but Paul goals is more of a six iron. Where yeah. his was a ping. They could both ping it, but it was diff- different flights. But both world class passes as well. And, and obviously, I always Beckham remember like David Beckham, like he would change the way United, like he would just change the whole period of a game because they'd have it on one side, it would be quite condensed and cluttered. And then suddenly he would just spray it all the yeah, way over very, to Ryan much, on the left and it was gone. The game had changed. Very much fat lift. You could just whip and just so you could do it. Like I say, with not much back left, so it could spring it, like you say, from one end to the other, or one side to the other. And yeah, you've seen it you know, for years. He did it for years, even as a young lad. When I used to see him watch the academy and watching, mm. he was a he was a good player. But you no, know, Nicky Butt was the up and coming one. Nicky Butt was the one that was thinking of be the next Brian Robson. But you know. Mm, strange now things turn out uh, Donna says I wish David Beckham had gone into management and not disappeared to America so I'll ask you this Rodri do you think David Mac- David Beckham would have made a good manager no no too much going off too much going on after pitch yeah, reckon? he's not he's not he doesn't seem that, that type of character no yeah no not for me Great captain, one of the best captains you ever see. You know, great leader, but a manager with his lifestyle and the way the way he uh, likes to do lots of other stuff. No, because you know, being a manager, it's all in. Twenty four yeah, every day, he's got, all day, he's got four kids. You know, he's got does what he wants. You know. Uh, Reese says we've had some great players over the years in midfield. Perlo. Seedorf, Kaka, 
for a few years at Milan. Uh, Zanetti in midfield, Ronaldinho, all great passers, great midfielders. How could you just pick one? Well, that's the game. You've got to pick one. But um, the Will says there, World Cup, Euros, titles, cups in multiple countries. Skulls was world class, but Zidane was better, in my opinion. Well. What it's all about? Opinions. Opinions, mate. That's it. Opinions, opinions, so, opinions. Skulls is the best player I've played, probably seen play for United, but Zidane was probably one of the best players I've ever seen play at Old Trafford. So, him and Fat Ronaldo were just, just different leagues, just different leagues. When I must see Ronaldo, he'd come on, it's 1999, he was playing in the quarterfinals of Inter Milan. Unplayable Milan. against United, he was that at, day. At the, at the, he, he was just coming back from injury, so... Is that he, the one he, where he scored like two or three goals? Or was that no, a different game? No, no, no. He come back from, from injury and I think Ventola or someone scored, United beat him 2-1 or beat him so much mm. But no, he come on, at the in the second half, and he, <laughs> he was just frightening, and uh, we just held out. But yeah, he was frightening, frightening. And we seen him again when he played at Real Madrid uh, at Old Trafford when he scored an hat trick. So yeah, it was a uh, Barthez threw a couple in that night. Just as usual. I don't think he scored them goals, but still a great player. And yeah, him and Zidane, poor goals. Won't look out of place in any team. Indeed, mate. Who's the worst goalkeeper? My, in my 11, easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, maybe next week we'll do a we'll we'll do an all-time 11 just for a bit of fun and uh, we'll see who gets in and who doesn't off just off the top of red. But um who's the worst goalkeeper, mate? That you've uh, that you've watched the United Taibi. in all the years. Taibi was pretty bad, wasn't he? Shocking. Like he was just embarrassingly bad but there's been a couple haven't there like Jim Layton had his moments Bartes mate I think got away with got away with it for a little while he did get away with it terrible he had had that French team and yeah he did get away with it because he was no bigger he was no bigger than me I'm five foot eight (laughs) he was no bigger than me I remember seeing him and I was thinking no way you're a keeper he was going outside. He had agility. He was marble-like. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. No way. But we'll come with us. Jesus. They, um, but then they've had other times where they've had like three keepers who were all first-team level. Like uh, I remember there was a point where they had Anders Lindegaard, who I always thought was pretty good, and Ben Foster and Van der Sar, like all at the club Tim at the Howard same time. Yeah, and Tim Hunt, do you know what I mean? Like, that's incredible yeah. array of Matt keepers. Matt he was a good keeper. We just couldn't kick it. Yeah, he, um, he uh, unfortunately... The problem, the problem he, United had, that straight away after Schmeichel, they should have just gone, gone and got Van der Sar. Yes, of course they should. messed about, and then three years later, they ended up getting him. They should have just got him, because Van der Sar, for me, was just as good as Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, I think uh, he's so underrated, Van der Sar. The thing with Bosnich was he was really good... But you could see at United, he was like there was he's just a bit of a loose cannon. There was something going on, and obviously, well, as soon as he went to Chelsea, he got done, didn't he? For for the old marching powder. Well, I, I know Matt Bosnich. I, I know Matt Bosnich. Yeah, so I, I knew him when he was at United the first time, and obviously, I got to know him the second time. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need some colourful people, but 
That didn't affect Everyone him, makes mistakes. That, that, affects, that. that affects his game. He couldn't kick the ball. Yeah. He good, good keeper, mate. I um, I remember being really excited when he signed from Villa. I yeah, was really excited because I thought he was exceptional. But um, who else is there? Brad Friedel, mate. Good keeper. I th- always mm. thought he was one of the best around, like Premier League keepers. Mm. Um, but obviously, when we're talking about world-class midfielders um, from over the years, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Tim Sherwood, uh, one of the best to ever play the game. Um, obviously, like his passing ability, he's taken his knowledge into the his punditry. He's a phenomenal pundit and footballer. Um, absolutely, Tim Sherwood. I think we should dedicate the whole show to him. Right, fucking bellend. <laughs> Sorry, I had to slip that in there. Um, Smog on the Tyne asks, when's your brother due in court? January. <laughs> Somewhere in January. January, I think it's... Yeah, uh, January. Uh, I think it's my sister's birthday. Somewhere is it really? January. Yeah, Brutal. 23rd or 24th. I can't remember. 23rd or 24th. I think it's 24th. Brutal. Yeah. Um, what will be, it will be, I guess. But um, Reese says, Figo, R- Rivaldo, if you forgive Rivaldo's antics um, at the World Cup where he said it at his face and all that, <laughs> is he up there? That was just embarrassing, mate. I thought I yeah, felt he sorry some, for him. He was some player in it at Barcelona. Remember when we, we were like, I think it was 3 0 up in the new camp, uh, and he got an over kick in the last minute of the game to make it 3 all. Yeah, he's some player in. Yeah, he's a million. You're gonna get the man fix from them, lot. Yeah, when he was in, when he was in his pomp, when he absolute peak at Barcelona, yeah, he's unplayable. Phenomenal. One of the players that are unplayable. Yeah, well, that's Fine. what I was on about about um, Fat Ronaldo. Like when he, I remember watching him against United. I think it was when he was playing for Madrid, but it might have been at Inter. And I just remember it was at Old Trafford, and he scored a trick. And that night, no one could get near it. Every time the ball went through to him, no, none of the defenders could get the ball off him. None of them could get near him. He was just unplayable. And yeah, I just remember watching. And he got innovation by yeah, from, from the United fans. Yeah, it was just phenomenal. Um, and obviously, my last memory of him as a footballer is when he didn't play in the World Cup final. Oh, he did. Yeah, didn't he have a seizure or something like that? No, he did. He did play. He did play. He didn't, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. He did. he, that was the problem. He's, he's had a seizure. Something's happened. He's out of the game, and then an hour before kickoff, he's back in the team and he's uh, playing. Right, okay. Mandela effect. See, we remember it differently. And he was rubbish. Well, it was off like sponsors, night. It seems well, like putting pressure on him. Like, can you imagine that? Yeah, guys, he was, had a, he was guys with Roberto Carlos. I think he's with Roberto Carlos, and he started having a seizure. And like they took him to hospital, blah blah blah, and then he's ended up coming back, and he's back on the team sheet. Ah, see, that's a weird Matt. memory because I I just thought he got pulled from nineteen ninety eight. No, nineteen ninety eight. I just pulled up an article. Someone four four two. I've written an article that says what really happened to Ronaldo before the nineteen ninety eight World Cup in his in his yeah, own words. Yeah, I program of it. I can't remember, but he had he had there was something wrong. He had a seizure. I think he was with Roberto Carlos, he was with someone at the time. And they're like, fuck, I know what's going on here. And he's obviously took him to hospital and they thought, right, he's not going to be playing. And he's not named in this team sheet. And then 
is he playing? Is he not playing? And then you know it comes in the TV or yes, he's name and sheet. He's playing. Yeah, those are, but they're like those Nike people. It says those Nike rappers, the Nike raps were literally around him twenty four hours a day because he yeah. was their big guy. He was, wasn't he, was, he? he was he was big then. So and the the, the night boots were just going off. So yeah, and, and obviously Brazil World Cup final. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of pressure on him. But he didn't Jesus. perform. He was, rub- he was rubbish, and, and France won. Zidane got a couple, I think. I did. Uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? he? Scored a did he score a volley? His second goal. Uh, Zidane's second. Well, goal. it might have been a volley. Yeah, a volley in a header. It might have been. I'm pretty sure it was two headers. I'm not sure. It might have been a volley. I don't know, well. I can't I'm not sure. Um, in fairness, mate, I was like ten or something. No, I wasn't. I was. No, I'm pretty sure it was I, two headers. Ninety-eight. Uh, I was 16, 17. Jesus. Um, yeah, Craig says, Si likes Tim Sherwood as much as Rodri loves Lee Sharp. Yeah, they both balance. I got nothing against Lee Sharp. Don't know him. Never met him. Is where it is. Um, David Ginola, how good was he? Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. So, Reese says David Ginola was at that final and apparently he was fuming he wasn't picked to play for France in the in that tournament. Um and Gary Lineker said he was fuming and when the cameras came on he was like lovely and friendly. But off camera he was proper cares, he won. And happy. Yeah. But I think he felt he deserved to be there, didn't he? Well yeah, but you know, they won. <laughs> yeah. I think they that he's got less of a less of a thing than me. Yeah, they've got less of a thing to moan just, about it, haven't you? Just, if they just, win yeah, the whole tournament. Sometimes you see these teams and the and the, who they have on the bench and they don't get games. It doesn't work out. Sometimes at the, the, the international teams that it does in the the, the teams you play in week in week out. I um I'm gonna have a look for that Ronaldo uh documentary about his like the World Cup final in nineteen ninety eight. That sounds like a good one that does. And if there's not one, I'm going to make one myself. Um, what about best left back that you've ever witnessed play? Uh, easy, Ashley Cole. Yeah, I think he's got to be up there. There's not many. I can't think of anyone who's better off the top of my head. Maldini was left back. Maldini, yeah, but Premier League. Those two names, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? When you're when you've got the a dig to the, the Maldives and very good. Uh, Dennis Irwin, yes, but he's right footed. He has to play there, but he's more of a right back. He played there because he could. Uh, yeah, he just played left back, didn't he? Well, he played. They moved Dennis Irwin well, to left Gary back. Neville come in the scene? He's Gary Neville come in. Left, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Barnes, what does Gary? What does uh, Ashley Cole do now? He's um does punditry, doesn't he? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, not all the time though. No. Doesn't do like coaching or anything, does he? I don't know. Don't, don't think know. so. I don't know. I don't know. But I'd have to have to look. I know I've seen him on like uh, some of the international yeah, games. Yeah, like TV and some and, and some guys sport games and yeah, still a bit of punditry. Gareth Bale was left back for Spurs when he first went there. Gareth don't know if Bale. I'd put him up there with the world's greatest. Not, yeah, but not. Left back, is it? Is is Gareth Bale's run for Spurs like his form, run of form for Spurs the season before he went to Madrid? 
was up there with one of the best seasons in terms of form. Like he was phenomenal. So it just I remember that game when Harry Redknapp was manager of Spurs. I think it was against Madrid, possibly when they were when two do, nil when down. When you do that though, when you do that, it, I, I, you expect to to win something at the end of it. Yeah, and they never quite got there, did they? Yeah. What was so it just puts a down on it because you, you know yes, it was a great season, but okay, what did you get out of it? Well, nothing. Personal accolades. Well, what he got out of it was a move to Madrid, mate. I think is yeah, um... true, true. And that <laughs> went went into three Champions League or four, whatever the end that means. Yeah, he yeah he doesn't get the credit he deserves, mate. I think. Um, mm. What about Paul Parker? Was the right back before Gary Neville, wasn't he? Paul Parker, very good, very very. But Paul Parker could play centre half as well. He's a very good leap, even though he was small. Played that for England as well. So he could He's play centre half as well. Pardon? Only tiny, isn't he? Yeah, he was tiny. He could play centre half as well. Very good. Gary Neville was a centre half in the academy growing up, but then he moved right back. But yeah, he was. He could play right back or he could play centre half. Very very quick. And then a good leap on him, even though he's small. I always liked Steve Bruce, so I did just as a player, like he Steve scored so good. many goals. Steve Bruce was 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 very good, but the partnership was what made it. Then I mean Palace was so different, you know, it, it, it complemented each other so well. Steve Bruce, I just just he used to score so many goals for a centre half. He used to take the penalties though as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think it's the other thing. But, but you know, he's got a known for a reason. He stick his head anywhere. Yeah. I was wondering how many goals do you reckon he scored in his career, Steve? Bruce? Oh, he scored a few for United. I reckon he scored at least. So he scored oh, 81 goals in 737 appearances, but he oh, scored. Danny Sherman's got a lot of goals for United as well, though. But Steve Bruce also scored 29 in 200 for Gillingham in his as his like his first. Yeah, club. You get that centre half for a goal score. John Terry scored a few goals in his career. You, you get that. You're going to be brave and stick your head in. You know, you're going to get rewarded and and then to brave. Who rates you know, John Terry, mate? Yeah, for for what for what he possesses, he's not quick. He, you know, he's not. He's a great people under underestimate his, his passing ability with both feet. You know, deceptively. You know, Would you have him or Ferdinand? You've got to admire it because he's reading the game because he wasn't the quickest. Mm. So, yeah. Would you have him or Ferdinand? Do you like him as a person? Uh, I don't really know him, so I can't remember him. Him or Ferdinand, if you had to pick? Real Ferdinand's the best centre half I've ever seen. Either. In England or anywhere? Either, yeah. Him, him and Yapstan. Yapstan is pretty good. Yapstan, That's to, interesting. Tony, Tony Adams as well, very good. Um, so if you were picking Adams. an all-time 11, mate, Rio Ferdinand's on that, in that yeah. team for you then? Yeah, yeah. Ahead no, of Sergio uh, Ramos, ahead of... an IQ contest, he, he wouldn't be on it. Yeah. But, so he'd be ahead of the likes yeah. of, I'm trying to think of some centre-backs now from over the years, be ahead of Ramos, yeah, be ahead of yeah. PK. Ramos? I don't know, I'm just trying to think of centre-halves and I, kind of, I literally can't Pique. think of any. Pique. no. I was just trying to think yeah. of Barcelona. Uh, Mascarano. Company, company. Yeah. Uh, You'd have Ferdinand uh, overall them. I can't think of any yeah. centre-halves. Yeah. I would, I would, if I'm picking my, my, 
Uh, Franco Baresi. There we go. If I'm picking a team, I'm picking a, a team with three centre-halves and I pick company Terry and Rio Ferdinand. Interesting. So you'd have no Mal, uh, you'd have no Nesta, you'd have no Franco Baresi. He's talking about he's talking Premier League, wasn't he? Are you talking worldwide? Just worldwide. I was oh, interested worldwide. how but wide you worldwide, worldwide, Rio Ferdinand and Franco Baresi. That's it. That's all I need. That's it. You don't even need fullbacks, mate. Don't even need no. fullbacks. Who's the best? Brilliant. Who do you think's the best keeper? Does like ever? From anywhere, Cannavaro is another good centre half. Yeah, but he was a midget. Who's the best uh, keeper ever for you? Um, you got to look at Buffon and Buffon, Michael, Buffon, Michael, Neuer, Neuer. Yeah, I just, do you know I had the chance to get slept on. They did so well. Yeah, do you know with Neuer for some reason? I feel like he got found out a little bit towards the end of his career. Oliver Kahn, mate, I think. Mm. Mm, be up there. Yeah. Donna, you can't be serious. Donna's just put Bruce Grobler. Not having that whatsoever. She's obviously, Donna's obviously enjoying the, the festival. The wine and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone of them, them Tory parties, cheese and wine. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Kahn was... Uh, was right. He's right up there for me. Thought he was yeah, a phenomenal right. goalkeeper. Right. But um, German though. Yeah. Well, um, I was trying to think who else was there. Yeah, like the three which stand out for me was the three we just said was Schmeichel, yeah. Neuer, Buffon. and Buffon. But then you've got like Oliver Kahn, Czech, and a few others who were sort of aren't yeah, far off. Van der Sar's up there. Van der Sar, yeah, definitely up there, definitely. Neil Alexander, obviously. He was a student who probably missed. You know, Zuba Zuba was, was a decent. Yeah, Neville Southall. Neville um, Southall was, was well, best at one point. Yeah, he's a very, very good keeper. Right, let's have a quick uh, little look at the fixtures for uh, Boxing Day, mate. And then uh, we'll bid farewell to the peeps, as it were. So what, uh, what's... What does your Christmas Eve look like, mate? What are you going to do tomorrow? David Seaman, Donna says. David Seaman. So she, her suggestions were David Seaman and Bruce Grobbler. Shocking. I'm do the podcast, I'll tell you about. Oh, so, um, I forgot what I asked you now. Nope, he's gone. He'll be back now. Uh Yes, I won't forget Middlesbrough, uh, Leslie. Don't you worry about that, my friends. Neil Alexander, yeah, one of the best keepers Cardiff have ever had. Kept us in so many games, did Neil Alexander. It's unreal. Neil Alexander was phenomenal for Cardiff. Um, do you know, what did I ask you, mate, when I said, oh, we'll have a look at the fixtures? And I said, and then I asked you a question. I can't think what it was. Don't know. I don't know. Right, so we got very, very, very well, quickly. We'll just have a look at some of these. I don't know. I can't oh, what was me? What's me New Year? What's me Christmas Eve? Oh right? yeah, what's Christmas Eve like for Roger Giggs? Uh, Stressing, running around everywhere, or chilled out? Uh, no, no, no. Christmas Eve. Usually like I do on the shop on Christmas person. Eve, but I've. Uh, no, usually Christmas Eve. I like to do it on Christmas Eve and get it all done, but. 
as you get older, you, you get wiser and you, you get this, you get that, you get this. So I've done everything today. That's, that's it. Done. Like it, mate. Like it. Yeah. My missus has been on fire. She's wrapped everything. Experience as you go on. Yes. It's going to be weird. It's yeah, going to be weird this year for me. Well, no believers in my house. Hey, so, you, can still, you can still, you know, sit down and have a glass of wine and watch your Christmas movie, though. No yeah, but I think, uh, do you know what? The, I'm sure I heard a conversation <laughs> between the kids earlier and my missus said they want to watch the Matrix trilogy tomorrow, so I quite look oh, yeah. forward to that. Oh, there you go. Because the first Matrix film is in my top three films of all time, my favourite, so looking forward to that. All right, okay. Maybe they'll mm. maybe they'll let me go to the cinema to watch the new one then as well. Nice. But the question everyone wants to know, mate, is have you seen the new Spider-Man film? No. Do you know no. what happens in it? No, no, no. no. I don't want to know. No. I'll make sure. I was going to gonna go watch it, my lad, but I didn't go. I'm probably going to go. Might go tonight, you know, actually. It does the 11 o'clock showing at night, so I might go tonight. You know, we said, I said that to my missus the other night. It was like 12 o'clock. I was like, do you know, is there like a 2 o'clock show in at the cinema? Because I was just going to go over there, like, just watch it with no one in no one in there. Um, yeah. yeah, Spider-Man I've and done the that a couple of times. When I, I've done that a couple of times. When I, when I first moved down to London, uh, I went to Greenwich and the cinema's on my own. And then I've done it somewhere else as well. Where else have we done it? Um, yeah, I want to watch Spider Man and I want to watch Matrix, and, and I'm finding it increasingly um, more difficult to avoid yeah. spoilers, mate, because everybody's mm. talking about them. So I constantly Matrix, have to but, just like Matrix get out of there. Decent. Might have to catch up on the Matrix, though. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to watch the trilogy tomorrow, I think, and then um, finish yeah. off. We always watch Elf on Christmas Eve as well. So uh, we'll have some movies tomorrow. I think we're having Mexican in the night. Gonna watch Elf and have a Mexican, so looking forward nice. to that. Indian looking forward to that, indeed. Well, right, Burnley Everton, mate. How do you see that one going? Pardon? Burnley v Everton. Is that tonight? No, no, Boxing Day. All right, um, just have a quick run Burnley. through the Boxing Day ones, mate. Don't have to give like all right, all right. a big all right. uh, thing. Burnley. Burnley, Burnley, Everton. Burnley, Everton. Burnley. Uh, yeah, it's at Burnley, yeah. Burnley is struggling need a, need, a, need a result. And, and, um, yeah, I'm going to go sneaky feeling for Burnley. Burnley, 2 0. Oh, Will just said it's been called off, mate. <laughs> Jesus, they're dropping. What, Burnley? More and more. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's still up on the fixtures. I would. I think Everton will win. Everton being quite good, but it looks like they're off. Um, hopefully the Super Six will be working uh, very quickly. And thirty-three-one. Yeah, Norwich Arsenal. Two-one Arsenal. Oh yeah, I think uh, Arsenal got that. Tottenham Palace. Four two Tottenham. Oof, yeah, Tottenham. Have you noticed how uh, they've been sneaking up the league? Tottenham have. I, uh, yeah, I noticed how the other earlier on. They're like right up there again. Four, and they've got about three, four games in hand as well. Yeah, Conte is going to do something special. 
always said he was a good manager. West, West Ham are back. To, uh, so West Ham, 1-0. Home win. To Southampton. And then you've got Villa, Chelsea, mate. I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. Interesting. I'm going to go for a Villa win as well there. Brighton, Brentford. Uh, 2-2. Gorgeous. I think Brentford got that. Yeah. We'll win now. And what about is there no United game? Is there on um, Boxing Day? It's Monday. You can't no. go away. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that's a brutal one, isn't it? Eight, eight o'clock Monday night football. Um. So Cardiff games off. We always right. I'm, I'm, I'm not being ser- not being serious now, right? But it must be something that happens because when I was when I was going up and I used to watch United. Year in, year out. Every Christmas or early January, you'd be at Newcastle. And you, you, you leave there not feeling your toes. Yeah. It's freezing. Because <laughs> Newcastle, it's, in, it's like in the city. It's on the top of a hill. And Newcastle's a big stand, so you're up there. Yeah, the away fans are right up the top as well, aren't they? Oh, freezing. It's freezing. But every time, I remember coming, and then we're going to watch through, through there on uh, Boxing Day. This was like, 98, 99, and uh, we're driving back, playing Sunderland, and we're driving back, and no heating, and the pin, uh, one of the windows is broken, it won't shut properly. Oh, it was, oh. It's literally just like, on the car, on the back seat, he's in the car, oh, oh, he was minging. Took us about three hours to get home, we got home about, like, Two o'clock in the morning. Oh, it was angry. It's always freezing. We always seem to play in the northeast at uh, this time of year. I don't know why. Cool. Um, and for Leslie, Middlesbrough versus Nottingham Forest. <clears throat> Middlesbrough versus Nottingham I'm Forest. I'm going to go with a 2 0. 1 0. 1 0. 1 0. 1 0. Forest are doing well as well at the minute, aren't they? Yes. He's starting to turn around. Uh, Benjamin Mendy charged with seven counts of rape and one sexual assault relating to yeah, five he's, women. He's, he's definitely going to big house then. Yeah, he's, I can't say. Uh, don't matter how much money he's got, I don't think, don't see him walking no. away from that, mate. Um, someone's bitch soon, very soon. Yeah. Damn, do you know what, right? It'd be in a pedo wing, actually. So we're all well aware of those. Yeah, because he'll, yeah, they'll be high risk. Yeah, so he'll be either isolated, which is a, which is not good. So, or he'll be with all the sex offenders on a pedo. All the nonces and that. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough for him. Where he belongs, if it, if it turns out. Yeah, they absolutely. Mid. When well, you know you're like, mm, footballer, mm. but when he's seven, seven. Yeah. He's been charged now as well, which obviously yeah. kind of no, indicates that they've got some level well. of evidence, doesn't it? When you don't get the man as well, it's obviously for yeah. African. He's on his way. He, like, but you know, who I feel sorry for, apart from obviously the women, is I feel sorry for, there was um, a few news publications who every time they reported on the story, they were miss, uh, they were saying the wrong Mendy. So there's like, Four of them in there, different. Well, the Chelsea player, Chelsea. Yeah, there's, Chelsea there's a guy at Chelsea, the keeper, and 
There's one at Marseille. Yeah. But they kept they kept put, using their photos and but Benjamin Nemendi's name, and then they'd use the wrong photos. And it was only when those players started calling the papers out, saying, "Hang on a minute, are you you know are you saying that like we all look the same sort of thing?" It's, it did go. It's, it's, that's disgusting in itself. Like, but Guys, it won't be the first time that happens, and I can trust you, it won't be the last. But it's like if you're a journalist, mate, that's like the basic thing, isn't it? Like that's like the basic thing. Yeah, they're, and... not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not football reporters. They don't give a shit about. The truth. It's just let's get this out there. Let's, yeah. let's get it out there. Like, the uh, basic it's, thing, simple mistake. Like... And their their view would be of it. Well, they do all look the same, don't they? But mm. they're not going to be admit that. They'll say yeah, that. In but it's like the basic thing, isn't it? You proofread what you're flipping, putting out, and you make sure the photos are of the actual people who you're reporting about. I think I didn't. No. No, I'd be sending them a letter from my lawyer, mate. I would. Right. Um, Guys, nice one for joining us as ever. Have a fantastic Christmas. Uh, Me and myself and Rod will be back live next Thursday. But you can check out our World Cup, Qatar World Cup special conversation, whatever you'd like to call call it, uh, from Eat Sleep Media Studio uh, on Christmas Day at 3 o'clock. Sack off the Queen. Watch me and Rodri. You know you want to. Um, guys, have a great Christmas. Thanks for the support over throughout the year. Uh, but we are back next week, so don't forget to join us. Rodri, have a great Christmas, mate. And uh, I will as well I'll speak to you anyway. So, you know, for the sake of this for the sake of the video, have a good Christmas. See ya. Diggs, B-I-G-G-S, no, Roderick. Sports Social Podcast Network.